Hello, you're listening to episode 14 of the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast, hosted by Jordan Ross, Todd Cowart, and Trevor Harden. In this episode, we talk to Cedric Burnside, get excited about Lord Nelson and Cedric Burnside's shows, discuss Irma and the duos versus two-piece bands, all while sipping a beautiful Yellowstone Select. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone, to the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I am Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. I'm Trevor Harden. Friends, this week, it is post-Irma. Perma. It could be perma. Perma. <laughs> we are feeling pretty fortunate in light of the the brevity of that hurricane that popped through here last week. It certainly could have been exponentially worse. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yes, Bluffton was mostly spared. There were some, um, our hearts go out to those that did lose and get flooded out. There was a, the storm surge was way worse for this hurricane than previous. Because it was, of, right. Yeah, because of the way, that the, the way that it was positioned, it just shot all the water up into some the... Some of those Hilton Head pictures were a little bit uh, nasty. Un- unnerving, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was disturbing. Yeah. And you even said <laughs> last week in the podcast, you're like, well, this is all for naught if Irma comes and blows us away. Right. <laughs> right. But the week before that, we, happened. Also, we also said North Korea could blow us away well, the week before. True. So that's kind well, of the true. world we live in right <laughs> now. <true. laughs> well, we did have to cancel all of our shows last weekend. So all of the ones that we built up and we talked about, we did not get to listen to. However, we all were able to reschedule them. Good. Good. Yeah, so those I'm gonna, are going to be some good yeah, shows. Yeah, I'll spend this time telling you about the rescheduling which it'll be we'll, we'll hype it up but i know that levi lowry was rescheduled now for february 16th so we went from it's going to be about six months out yeah but that one's still good to go um everybody got refunded for all of the tickets that they bought um so he's february 16th and then march 16th is morgan wade and stepbrothers so they're a full month later and we're still working on the high divers. There's a something very special that we're going to be able to do. We haven't got to contract yet, so we can't talk about it. But it will be. I'm thinking it's going to be something really pretty great. Cool. I'm intrigued. You yeah. should very well be. Well, they have family around here, so you know they're going to be back at some point. They, so yes, they will right. be. Yeah, that's the something new that they're trying. What, is they get dressed up like clowns. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that see. would be different. That I, would be different. I, that's not what I guess. I mean, do, since right. we don't have that many people listening to our podcast, well, maybe we have thousands. Trevor's mom's very popular. It's true. <laughs> she does tell everyone. <laughs> she is very popular in Indiana. In Indiana, still Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Luke anyway. did mention the sibling rivalry tour. Right. He right. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, yes. this this may be the first stop for that. Cool. Oh. Two night stand. Just cross your fingers. If That'd that's be great. High divers and stepping stones. Same bill. Uh, for those that are uh, unaware, uh, one brother is in one band and one sister is in the other band. Well, and it's not. It's not called the stepping stones. It's Hannah Wickland, Hannah Wickland and the stepping and stones. The stepping stones. Right. Because right. ah. Hannah Wickland is going to have front. kind of some moving parts. Yeah. Well, okay. She's, she's she's going places. All yeah. right. She's like the Rob Thomas of the stepping stones. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, she's the draw. <laughs> Nothing is confirmed. We don't have any dates. But of all the like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers that you could have gone with, it was Rob. Well, Thomas. because Rob Thomas was originally in a band where he that's was true. obscured, and then he stepped down. From that's it. true. That's okay. All right. That's why I went there. All I'm right. sure I could have come up with a better example. Yeah. Well, There's I mean, no Mud doubt. Crutch. I don't mean yeah, to like then. call you on your stuff. Well, that's okay. <laughs> okay. It's fine. You've been called out, Rob Thomas. You were right. Every Todd. time I'm every time I'm in Home Depot, I'm like, this is a very very compelling Rob Thomas. Song. <laughs> <laughs> 
You think right. you think That's he pays? True. You think his label pays for that? Well, I think he gets paid. So he I don't be think spotted he gives a, <laughs> a hoot nanny. A wrench. He doesn't give go. a wrench. <laughs> a very successful pop rock artist. He can, that guy. Yeah, he can do it. Anyway, anyway, he's not coming here. That's a whole different conversation now. Oh, but you know what's funny? Not yet. Not yet. You know what's so funny about you saying that? What's that? Is that Rob Thomas used to used to be buddies with Angie Aparo back in the I day? I believe that. Sure. And they play together. A lot of those guys are from Atlanta. So chances are, one of these days, we could slip in a little secret show with Rob just to show up. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. great. People would love that. Wouldn't that be something? So we we weren't able to to play you anything and tell you how amazing the shows were last weekend because we were all um, looking at our phones and watching the weather. Um, But this week, we are back. We are stronger than ever. We've got Lord Nelson coming in on Friday. They are from Virginia. And they call themselves Dirty Funk and Roll. Dirty Funk and Roll. Tell me more about them. Virginia Rock and Roll. Also Virginia Rock and Roll. They're rowdy and engaging live performances. So we have uh, a band of brothers from the heart of Central Virginia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Raised in the woods in Nelson County, brothers Kai and Bram Crow-Getty started off playing music at field parties and jamming with older mentors and friends in the music community. And there's a long bio that yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to read. <laughs> Those are the bullet points, yeah. But Well, if you're looking on iTunes to try to find them, there are two Lord Nelsons. One of them is like a disco guy. It's not that one. Not that guy. Not that one. Lord Nelson, they have an album called The County. Here's a good description. Whether it's harmony-driven, southern rock guitar licking, or foot-stomping, porch-picking, they're at home. <laughs> That's right. And the music they make, unique, almost spiritual, and powerful. I love that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's from one of their press clippings. They've played this area before and have played Hilton Head, and John Cranford and his buddies have all played kind of the same gigs. They've played Boardroom before. They've mm. played Tiki Hut before. So these guys have been around. They have a crowd. They'll bring it, for oh, sure. Cool. So it'll be all... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. A $10 a high ticket. energy, yeah. foot-stomping, rowdy good time. I took funk a glance. and roll. That's a good way to put it. Funk I, and roll. Yeah. There's a video on YouTube of them with um, a whole chorus of background singers as well, which that was a big show for them. So they most likely aren't going to tour with like three women singing backups. But they did have that and could do that. But I'm going to play a track off of their album, The County. I'm going to play Feel It, which is what we used on our promo as well. I'm a little black and blue. coming in kind of reminds me a little bit of my morning jacket maybe just a little harder edged yeah kind of got that um i don't know it reminds me of the song i'm amazed hmm. i'm amazed yeah less reverb but same sort of thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah they're a little more reverb aren't they my, my morning, morning jacket, jacket. Yeah. oh yeah they love that reverb yeah that's sort of good thing. stuff though but yeah, yeah these guys stuff. are great it's heavy It'll be a lot of fun yeah. a little heavy funk beat going on yeah, yeah i like that like little 
I want to feel it. That's, that's good. That little groove, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a fun, be fun show. That'll be a fun show. It will be fun. I'm good sure stuff. it'll be packed, too, if they play Tiki Hut and Boardroom and all those places. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a good weekend. I think that people are, you know, they kind of missed last weekend because things were kind of up in the air. Crazy. Can like, we literally. talk about Irma at all? I just suppose, sort, yeah. Let's talk about it. Just the sure. trauma all right. of Irma. Like, just what it meant. It, it wasn't, it was not devastating in terms of, like, any sort of physical impacts, but I, I kind of think that it sort of just – it was just sort of like a sucker punch a little bit. Like it was out there and it we're all just barely recovered from Matthew and it just – I don't know. Like it it, I just, it it was so unnerving. And then the fact that we did have five feet of storm surge, I don't know, man, because we didn't have that with Matthew and so we've sort of gotten a little taste of it from both sides. It just – it kind of messed me up, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh I mean we're all gun shy, I think, obviously b- because we knew what happened last year. Yeah. And so everybody was anxious to kind of scoot out of town. I mean, how many I've lived here for almost 10 years. Yeah. And it's the first 8 there were things out in the ocean, but none of us freaked out. And I, but now it's suddenly like everything that kind of comes this way, we feel like a possibility. There's right? a possibility. Right. Well, yeah. I think the the previous evacuation, and I'm doing this not from Google, but from my old man brain, um, was I think 99 was the last time before Matthew that we actually had an evacuation around here. Do you remember what it was? I want to say there were two of them that year. I want to say that there was one like 4th of July weekend and one Labor Day weekend. Really early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a really early one. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, and it crushed the, the season. But mm-hmm. I could be I could be totally wrong. But we could Google it. If I'm we sure we could to <laughs> find out. But anyway, I mean, the just I don't know. It was just really unnerving, man. It was a weird vibe around here. Yes. Yeah. And then, but then what's weird is both of you guys evacuated. You and, did not, and I did not. And as we got closer to the thing, and uh, and it actually veered off the path quite a ways. Yeah. Um, it was weird to me being somebody who was still here. That there were that many people that were gone, right? Because it was the non. Because it really was kind of a non-event. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously flooding and everything else, but for those of us who stayed, it was kind of like, where did y'all go? Right. When nice boards on your house? What was that all about? Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a, kind of a bizarre weekend. <laughs> it was super weird. Right? Totally. I just want to address that. That's all. It yeah. was just a weird, weird time. We were we went to Ohio, and for for my my daughter's birthday, and I think we went there. For that reason, like pretty much alone, we would have probably went somewhere else if we knew we weren't going to go for a special reason. But we felt we were so far removed from people that were, like if we would have went to Charlotte or went to right. Asheville, we would have found other people in the area that also were evacuating. Refugees. But we were so we far away that yeah. we really <laughs> felt so disconnected from everything that it really was like a, a total... Just get away. Like, I mean, we mm-hmm. sure we watched it on TV and made sure that we were going to be okay, but there was a total disconnect. Yeah, I just am so tired of looking at Weather Channel and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to just like, can we just see like a 10 day forecast that just has sun or something <laughs> like that? Because I think all of us on Hilton Head need that right now. But anyway, sorry, that was. Well, I mean, two times, two evacuations in a calendar year is not that great. It's and, and totally not typical. No. Right? No. And whatever. Yeah, that's what it is. Paging Mr. Gore. <laughs> Mr. Gore. Paging Mr. Gore. It was mostly inconvenient. Did you find that? Yeah. It was very inconvenient. An inconvenient truth. <laughs> yes, anyway. it was. the traffic was also quite inconvenient. That was back. a drag. And you got stuck on 95? We got stuck on 95 towards 
Yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was a parking lot. Did yeah. you use Waze? We did. Yeah. And so and so many other people did, too. Everybody did, yeah. Everybody did, too. Waze and, is the evacuation. But all yeah. of the back roads were totally they packed. They were totally packed. It's like, right? man, there's just nowhere to go. It was weird. Yeah. It we thought weird. about getting away, even though we knew it wasn't going to happen, just to have a free weekend away. But then I thought, I don't, I don't want to get go? stuck out on those roads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to be here. So it's totally That's true. a great place to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. just don't want to sit in a parking lot, you know. Yeah, totally. Coming back, you came back. You said early this morning. Right? Well, no, we we left on on Tuesday morning, so yesterday, at three thirty in the morning, and it took sixteen hours to get. I mean, we, normally it would be twelve, right? But we were making good time until we got to to about I don't know hour north of Columbia. Then it was just a wall of traffic. Yeah, that's about right. I was in Chapel Hill, and it was the same thing. It was yeah. about two hours of traffic once mm. you hit 26, yeah. really. Yeah. Anyway. But we made it. We're, we're good. We survived. Yes. Lord Nelson is coming. <laughs> Nelson. No. Sorry. No, it's all good. Enough about us. Sorry. So, I mean, yeah, Irma, Irma definitely did some destruction, some pretty serious destruction. Yeah, I have People that lost, lived on the water. I have a friend sure. who lost a dock, yeah. yeah. So many. And I talked to a guy tonight, and I didn't. I guess I didn't think about this, but the way that this one rotated – Compared to Matthew, since Matthew hit um, in between us and Charleston, its rotation was different. It yeah. rotated, since it rotates counterclockwise, all of that wind was being sucked up and, and, sh- and kind of shot into the Calabogie Sound yeah. this time around and shot all of that water as a big wall of water into the Calabogie and up into the, into the May right. River and all the right. tributaries. But Matthew didn't. It was backwards. So a lot of that water was not shoved that way. Yeah. And there's also days worth of it shooting that way, too. So it was just literally a perfect storm. So it's weird because for it being a non-event, it turned out to be a little bit of an event. Yeah. Yeah. And it was – but I mean – but that's what I mean. It was like some sort of like sort of, well, this is not a hurricane, but whoa, five feet of storm surge. What's up with that, man? Really? Yeah. That sucked. Anyway. It's roasting. definitely a hurricane. We can, we can go back to roasting room now. Sorry. I just wanted to, to – I wanted to pay tribute to sure. the the homage to the week of, of that we all lost. Of course. We yeah, we lost, lost it. Week. Yeah, we lost it. And for those of us who are gigging musicians, we lost a lot of money. Well, whatever. We lost, and we lost uh, the place. I mean, Harborside is done for the year. Like, they had to close it up. Oh, really? It, oh, they right? got so much water in there. Oh, boy. Dude. Sea Pines was underwater. Yeah, did you see the pictures of Harbor Town? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah. There was <laughs> anecdotal. There was a guy that was um like taking pictures when it was at its height and he said there was within a couple of inches from those floating docks from going above their pillars. Above them, yeah, like two that. inches. And these were holding 40, 50, 60, 70 and foot they're cement, yards. They're made of they're cement docks as well, right? Like it would have been what? total would be destruction. We'd have, <laughs> there would have been yachts laying in the middle of Harbor Town. Yeah. That's how bad it was. It was bad news. Wow. There's water everywhere. Let's go pour some more cement on top of those pilings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's cement. make this a little taller. <laughs> and that was, that was a... Not even a Category 1 storm surge. I mean, well, could you what, imagine? Right. And, but that's the fallout. And this is getting back to like, and you can cut all this out of the podcast if you want to. But the, 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 that's the thing that is tricky about this is like we felt that. And it just makes people like uneasy about living here a little bit, I think. I think it's mm-hmm. like, well, is this a variable? Is this something that we have to deal with? Every year. Every year. <laughs> and and I, the idea of potentially losing everything that I have it it affects it affected me yeah totally sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway 
Anyways. I've tried, I've tried to segue back out of this about like four times. It's hard to. And then I've tried to Sorry. segue Sucks back right into there. it. <laughs> it's like that back, back ro- that back eye wall comes and gets it you. Gets when you, you <laughs> hey, you know what? So uh, if people are looking up Lord Nelson, the first thing they might find is that Lord Nelson was a uh, British flag officer in the Royal Navy, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> there's a bunch of pictures of an old guy with a hat. <laughs> so it's not that so guy. So type in Lord Nelson band. You get something different. And you're going to get... To where you want to go, which is actually lordnelsonband.com. There you go. You can check them out. Find out <laughs> some more information on Lord Nelson Band. Yeah. Lots of videos and there. And we're here on Friday, Friday September 15th. Jordan, what's coming up on Saturday? Oh, my goodness. Cedric oh Burnside goodness. is coming on Saturday night. He is, he's got quite a lineage. Tell the people about Cedric Burnside. If you don't know... Give him a little. Give him. Give him Here, the, here's the. Yeah, you I, go. I got you. Go ahead, I got you. Cedric Burnside is an American electric blues drummer, guitarist, singer, and songwriter, and he's the son of blues drummer Calvin Jackson and the grandson of the very famous blues singer, songwriter, and guitarist R. L. Burnside, who he affectionately calls his big daddy. You'll right. hear that in the interview. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did an interview with with Cedric, and we'll we'll play that in a bit. What's the blues style again? It's North Hill Country Blues, or Mississippi Hill Country Blues, or Mississippi Blues, all these different iterations. It's essentially a guy with an acoustic guitar sitting on his front porch playing an incredible, sad, but also kind of fun, too, blues music. So it's kind of a really fun dichotomy because they go, he goes back and forth between being really sad sack and lonesome to really juking. Percussive. Yeah, yeah very percussive, and it's, it's a unique style. He plays, um, if you look him up on YouTube, he's mm. got a, kind of a unique approach to how he plays. Cool. Which you will see that front row on Saturday night. Because he's going to do an, a solo acoustic set and then hop behind the drums and let his boy Trent play the electric guitar and they'll play together. But he'll s- still be the singer. He'll be the singer. He's still the front guy just behind right. the drums. Right. He'll be like, yeah. And we've got kind of a celebrity on our hands because he is uh, Grammy nominated. He's yes. been in a few movies. Actually, I've learned that he's been in several movies, most notably Black uh, Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan. With Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Which Black Snake Moan was loosely based on his granddaddy's life. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's a good setup. What do you think? Should we totally. Roll it? Yeah. yeah, let's roll the interview that we had with Cedric. He's awesome. Have a listen. We are here today with Cedric Burnside of the Cedric Burnside Project. Hey, Cedric, how are you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How y'all doing, man? Doing great. So you are coming here on Saturday night, September 16th, and you're bringing a two-piece with you. Let's let's talk about that just a bit. How is your how is your dynamic on stage? How do you work your two-piece? Well, uh, uh, I normally start off uh, with acoustic, uh, and I do about 25, 30 minutes on acoustic, um, uh, a bunch of the old songs that my big daddy used to do, uh, R.L. Burnside, and and then uh, my guitar player Trent Nares. He comes up on electric uh, when I'm done with acoustic, and I jump on the drums, and we just rock it out. So when yeah. you mentioned your your big daddy, R.L. Burnside, he's got quite a history mm-hmm. and has influenced a lot of people. Could you go back and maybe describe who influenced him? Who did he listen to, and who kind of got him into his his job? Do you know anything about that, his history? Well, yeah. Um, you know, before I was born... Um, you know, my big daddy used to hang out with a lot with a uh, dude named Joe Calicott from Senatobia, Mississippi. And uh, also Mr. Fred McDowell uh, was from Senatobia, Mississippi. And um, Joe Calicott, uh, 
he was married to uh, one of my big daddy's aunts and he showed him a little something on uh guitar uh and then he recently passed and then um um uh, mr fred mcdowell started uh teaching him a little bit on the guitar when he was about 19 years old and and that's where he really learned most of his guitar playing from fred mcdowell I mean, if you listen back through his discography, it really just really just seems like he was sitting on the front porch making noise. I mean, is that kind of how you saw him when you were a kid growing up? Oh, definitely, man. Um, you know, one of the big things uh, in North Mississippi, you know, in the Hill Country, was people having house parties. And, um, you know, my big daddy, he was, he was big at having the house parties, man, every other weekend. And, yeah, so I, I watched him a lot as a kid. You know, five and six years old, sit there and, and play the guitar on the front porch or, or in the front room. You know, and on weekends, that's when all the neighbors come come by and, and they have a a house party. You know, playing for everybody. It sounds like a blast. And then once you were uh, a teenager, you started playing drums with them. Is that right? That's right. Uh, I did my first tour uh, when I was thirteen years old with my big daddy, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Were you playing guitar back then and, and you just picked up drums because you thought, hey, here's something I can do with my dad on the road? Or was drums your first in instrument? Yeah, drums was my first instrument. Um, I started playing drums. Uh, I just built up the courage when I was about six, seven years old uh, at one of the house parties that my big daddy and, and dad and uncles were playing. Um, you know, I, drums was something I always wanted to play. You know, I used to sit there and watch my dad play them and you know, uh, other friends of his, and I just wanted to get up there, you know, and, and one day I just built up the courage to jump on the drums, you know, and it really didn't matter if I can play them good or not, you know, breaking the ice was just getting up there, you yeah. know, and and people was like, look at that little boy, you know, he on the drums, <laughs> he's going to be good one day, and, you know, I, <laughs> I never thought it would take me this far, but, you know, I, I thank God for it, man. Now, you've got quite some accolades um, with your drumming. You were nominated for, Trevor, help me out with this. With the, well, <clears throat> with the Memphis Blues Awards, the Drummer of the Year, you won that several times. And then you also uh, were nominated for a Grammy this last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been some good blessings coming my way, man. Uh, like I said, I, I thank God for everything. Uh, uh, I won Drum of the Year six times in a row. Uh, um and actually seven times in a row and and cd you know best uh cd twice in a row and i just you know thank god for everything and i'm gonna keep on you know doing this hill country blues old and new you know <laughs> yeah that's it's really incredible to to think of i mean i i, I picture the north hill country of mississippi as being in the middle of nowhere um, how did yeah, how did that? That's just about right. <laughs> but how, how did that? I'm just I'm trying to wrap my brain around how that music got spread around so far and is now influencing um, so many people. I mean, you mentioned in your song "Born with It," it just it sounds to me like you're like, hey, everyone's trying to be like who we kind of just knew <laughs> what to do when you were sitting on the front porch. Everybody wants to be like that now. Um, how did you? Yeah. Who who were you thinking about when you wrote that song? Did you have anybody in mind? Well, um, you know, just I got a very musical family and music run through, you know, my, my family. My big dad and them had 13 kids and Woo. seven of them was boys. 
And, um, you know, five out of the seven boys played, you know, music. And um, so we all just grew up, you know, playing this music from our heart, you know, because it was in our blood. And, um, you know, for a long time, the Hill Country Blues, you know, wasn't, wasn't known about, you know, or just a few people knew about it. And I would say just in the last 10, you know, 12 years, uh, it started getting, you know, more recognition. And um, I just have to say I'm I'm really glad because it's, it's a very um, unique style of music. You know, it's very unorthodox. Uh, you know, it's, it's got its own rhythm. It's unlike anything, you know, any other blues that you you hear out there today. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that people dig it and and want to play it, you know. Yeah. It seems like a like an approach to your guitar playing, especially when I watched a, a YouTube video of you playing. Um, the way the way that you play is, seems to be very just unique. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Unorthodox. <laughs> yeah, you but know, it, it just um, seems like you don't you don't even need to think about it. You just that's just how you pick yeah. up the guitar. That's what you do. Yeah, it, it is, man. I, I'm glad you look at it like that because when I'm playing my music, it's it's I just play what I feel. You know, um, some people tell me that you know it sounds like I play backwards. Uh, some people tell me, man, is that really a chord? <laughs> you know, um, to me, if it sounds good. Uh, it's a chord. I, I don't yeah. know if it's really, you know, uh, a bad way to play guitar if it sounds good, you All know. Right. That's right. <laughs> Cedric, are you playing a lot of stuff? I mean, not to get too techie about guitar stuff, but are, are you an open G quite a bit on this stuff? Uh, yeah, I play, I play a lot in open G. Uh, I also play, you know, quite a bit in, in, in standard as well. Yeah. Um, but my big daddy, you know, he, he played a lot of songs in open G and uh, you know, I, I love that tuning, and and of course, I want to you know do some songs in Open G myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun place to be. If guitar players haven't played in Open G, you need to do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, well, Cedric, we are over the moon that you're coming. We are very excited to have you here on Saturday night. Um, okay. Any any parting words? Anything you want to? Yeah, Cedric, you got any new CDs or anything that we can promote? Well, actually, uh, I just. Come out the studio, uh, recording a brand new CD, um, and uh, I actually I don't have a name for it right yet. So hopefully in the next month or two, uh, I have some good music for you guys. We'll be looking forward to listening to some maybe some new music off of that. Uh, all right, of all that right. Album. And for the people there, man, I just want to let y'all know that we're gonna be coming hard. So bring your dancing shoes, <laughs> and, and if you're wearing any hats or anything, make sure you got strings to them. Uh, <laughs> they might blow away. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Cedric, you're the best, man. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday Heck night. Yeah, man. All right, man. Take Likewise. care of yourself. Man, that dude is genuinely interesting. Cool like guy, I would love yeah. to sit down and just pick his brain about his life. Can I just say, yes. yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, gentlemen, for the setup. <clears throat> I am uh, envious and intrigued by people who, I know this sounds obvious, but who play music as they feel it. Cool. Because No, it's cool. No, honestly. And he talks about that in the interview, Yeah, that he plays what he feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the most genuine music that there is. Those of us who have, you know, musical music theory training and right. all this stuff it all beca- it starts to feel real technical and am i holding 
my fingers properly yeah, and all that. Forget it, that. Yeah. It, I know. Forget that. But we. But I. I. I'm so wrapped up in it. It's on means, some level, yeah. It's, no, it's important at some point, but it's also important to forget it. Yeah. But but to have somebody, yes, to have somebody give their to lay their guts out and to feel actually feel and emote through music, it's a it's an awesome. That's all. That's all I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you want to hear. And that's all I want to hear. Yeah. Right. Well, and I feel. Go ahead. No, that's. I think that's what draws people here. I think that's what draws people anywhere. Really, is is seeing someone emote through music on stage and be able to connect with that. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I know you're you're a drummer. You were a drummer first, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, Trevor? sure. Yeah. I started with drums. Yeah. I, you know, I I'm an old man now, but I just think I miss my calling in life as a drummer. A drummer's to me, being a drummer is that place. It's it's totally emotion, and, and you're mm-hmm. an emotional mm-hmm. guy, Jordan, mm-hmm. and you you connect on things quickly like that. But if you just play drums, you're not really thinking about super i mean yes you're feeling the form and all of that stuff and you're feeling the structure but of all the musicians on stage the drummers are the ones that i think emotionally have the ha- have their hands in the dough man yeah I, I, it's that's just, good yeah. i agree yeah. i agree i agree all right well i just wish so I maybe he can he so the thought is perhaps with that being his background right. he brings that into his yeah, guitar playing yeah, and totally. his singing yeah is it because do you, do you think it's because it's one of the few instruments that you don't necessarily have to be taught how to play? You just have to feel it. Because yes. a guitar, in some ways, you have to kind of know where things are. Right. But a drum is just you take the stick and you hit it. Yeah. That's kind of it. <laughs> that's kind of it. Sure. It's gross motor skills. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of it. So better. you then then from there, if you feel the beat, then you're good. You can you can tell the drummers that can feel the beat or were taught how to play the beat. Right. Well, it's it's the most technical and it's the least technical. I think that's exactly what you're yeah, saying. Right? right. It's like just do that and you know when it's right and, and you know when it's right. wrong. Yeah. And it's, yeah, mm. I just want to be a drummer when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, today's the day. Okay, good. Anyway. <laughs> Let's well, you go. play you play drums with your feet for God's well. That's sakes. that was yeah. It's just a little bit of a segue, but it's the the primal thing. It's a real primal thing being a drummer. I think. But no, yeah. it, l- let me just step aside real quick and say, holy crap, Todd! You play drums with your feet while you're playing the guitar. Yeah, I don't want to talk about me. Well, no, I don't care. I don't care if you don't. <laughs> I don't care if you don't care. When you're live show, you're playing, you're playing the guitar, you're doing your thing, and you're also putting a full backbeat with both of your feet. I think that's incredible. I think Thanks, that's just Jordan. something that's. Totally makes unique. makes my mind a mess. Oh yeah, you should try it. It's real fun. No, it's mostly really fun. <laughs> no, it's no mostly way. really fun. You could do it, man. You could totally do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Todd. No, it, you can do it. No, you can. You do it really well. It's really fun. But thank you. I'm man. proud You're of very you. Very kind. And I, I'm proud. I, I don't. I'm very very uncomfortable right now. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me get you back into your comfort zone. I'm gonna okay. play some. Talking about other people. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah let's, let's play. <laughs> let's play Cedric Burnside's um, first track off a of Descends of Hill Country, which Got a Grammy nod. Yeah. Grammy. T- 2016 that's for uh, blues, Best Blues Album. That's an incredible kind of awesome. Grammy nod. Yeah. Man, it's a huge thing. Yeah. And for him to be here in Bluffton. Sorry. It means people are paying attention. Clearly. That's what that means. Yeah. Let's listen to Born With It. Born First with track it. off of Descendants of Hill Country, Cedric Burnside Project. <laughs> Spray. 
was hot, 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 hot. Fresh take. Who were you thinking of when you heard that song? Ooh, man. I mean, there's some Albert, Albert King, maybe there's some in there, mm-hmm. you know? I think I think the Black Keys got a lot of their influences oh, of from course. Them. Yeah. That sounded like the Black Keys, sure. Right. The Black Keys listened to a lot of that old, like R.L. Burnside, Junior Kimbrell, those guys who he yeah. didn't mention in the interview, but Junior Kimbrell and his big daddy were neighbors. Fantastic. Which both of those dudes are like giants right. in the in the country blues um, genre. Yeah, and that's cool. I mean, obviously, listening to that that clip was fantastic. That's going to be the second half of the show. Yeah, because really, he also. I mean, really, yeah. But I mean, like the the whole dr- like driving drums sort of thing is part of what he does. He also does like the slide gu- slide acoustic guitar thing, which will be really cool. Like that, just yeah. a guy sitting out with his guitar playing a song. I mean, that's, yeah, he's going to bring his fort front his front porch to the roasting room stage, right? Yeah, there. we built him a front porch. He's going to come sit on it. <laughs> that's good, man. We should yeah, man. work on some backdrops, man. <laughs> As you were saying that, I was actually thinking that. I was thinking, boy, wouldn't it be nice to put on some like, just make it a some green, kind of like a like a fence? Just happen. make it a green fence. <laughs> make it a green screen. We can make it anything we that's need true. for whatever artist. Is. Oh, nobody yeah. else is doing it. That makes my head hurt. <laughs> you, Jordan, you need one more thing to do. Let me, yeah, let's let's yeah. do set design. You've got nothing else on your plate. <laughs> I know. Set design. <laughs> let's do let's do full set design. No, these guys. Yeah, these these two are going to be great. It's a it's a, a Cedric Burnside project is just two guys. But they fill it out. Well, you've got, you've got a lot of folks that can pull off the two, to two man group. Right. I mean, you don't call like a solo a one piece. No, you don't. You don't. A duo. A duo. It's the a dynamic duo. duo. A duo makes me think you're gonna like sing together or something. Is that like Everly Brothers? Is that what you're thinking? Now? Sure. Yeah. Or duo. Duo. A is duo is like generally two voices. Two front men's force. Okay. Versus like a like two piece. Splitting the weight. Yeah. Yeah, splitting the weight. I think two piece means two piece. There's two people doing different things. The Black Keys. You've got the Kills. You've got the White Stripes. All of these people. It is. It is something that can be easily done with this style of music. Can be done. A two-piece who is not uh, a duo is the category. Uh, Loggins and Messina. Ah, oh, dang it. No, that was There's, that's a duo. People. Those <laughs> yeah, are duos. Yeah, yeah. See, but those are all duos. Yeah. That doesn't count. Even one, even though one of them sucked. Oh, sucked. guys. That's not fair. That's not uh, fair. I've got the greatest post for you. Just I, just the Lisa Simpson thing, the second greatest band. I think we've talked about this. Seven what? Way. No. No, when Lisa gets second chair alto sax. Oh, that's right. She's so furious because she's gonna be in the second world's second best rock band, and it's it's like it's like Lisa Oates and Messina. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Here are the top like five great two piece rock bands. Ooh. I don't know several of these, so you'll have to forgive me. But Suicide. Mm, no. Nope. Yeah. Uh, the White Stripes. Yep. yep. The Black Keys. Yep. Okay. The Kills. They know okay. those. Flat Duo Jets. Nothing. Nope. Japan Droids. Oh, Japan Droids. I've heard them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's it. What, <laughs> ooh, what, what about um, what about MGMT? Well, maybe. I mean, that's a whole different thing when there's two, like, uh, well, you could say Steely Dan was a two-piece. That's true. But no, they're R.I.P. a duo. They're a duo. They're, well, right. Well, are they? Because they weren't really... Focused up front, it was mostly Fagan singing, right? That's true. I got one. They might be giants. Ah, oh. they were kind of a two piece. But were they Didn't a duo? one guy do the writing and the other guy just sort of was a player? Royal. Then, then you're talking about like Simon and Garfunkel. 
royal blood. Well, maybe based on maybe we need to further define the, the duo thing. Yeah, but no. Are I you talking about like Garfunkel carried enough weight that he was he was yeah, he I was mean, a, he, he definitely was a, a okay. Two-piece. Here's here's a way to put. It. I mean, is, duo, if, does each of the duos do each of them carry equal singing like responsibilities? Responsibilities. Yeah, I, I think th- that's I makes think a duo. I think that, that's that's that Trevor's. That's, that's the duo. That's but if it's one guy is is singing mostly, but then the other guy adds harmonies. Also, and if no, there's no. that's that's a two piece. That's right, because he could hire someone else to do the exactly. Harmony. Also, if you're touring with a band beyond the two piece, I'm it's not a two saying piece. it's you're not a two a, piece. You're just, a band. you're just a you're just the two founding two members. Fel- two founding members. Right. Yeah. Royal Blood. Have you guys familiar with Royal Blood? <laughs> no. I might play. Um, you like Royal Blood? I do. I heard. Um, it's not time for that yet. No, no, no. I know. We we. But if we need something later on, well, clearly we're talking about two pieces. I suggest tonight. a song from the band Royal Blood. We'll Great. get. We'll, we'll get, get there. Super. Later. I don't feel like we should edit any of this out. Speaking of tangents, we're on our second glass of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We should talk about that too. Compare hey, this guess to last what week. are we drinking? Because you know what, we went back tonight. That's right. Compare oh right. right. We were doing day. Hurricane screwed everything up. Necessary. Now we're back tonight. Now we have to drink. Now we get a drink. What are we drinking? Yellowstone Select. It's good. I'm going to read the back of the bottle. Do it. In 2010, my family and I founded Limestone Branch Distillery with the intention of crafting only the finest whiskey and the dream of restoring the Yellowstone brand to its former glory. In the spring of 2015, <laughs> over a century after our great-grandfather, M.C. Beam, sold his distillery to Yellowstone, that dream came true. To celebrate this family reunion of sorts, we bring you Yellowstone Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. To the nose, it's leather with hints of citrus and oak. On the tongue, it's spicy rye with soft cherries, fading to smoked caramel and memorable finish. In- Rich with brown sugar and Kentucky tradition. You're, you're the Morgan Freeman of whiskey. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> End tape one. <laughs> Please flip to side two. <laughs> that was great. But it, it's... It, I'm uh, just, distilled and aged in Kentucky. And it's called a bourbon because that means it's 51% corn. And it tastes incredible. It tastes great. It yeah. is very yummy. Very that's good. a third shelf whiskey. Dear Lord. friends, neighbors, and well, fellow Well, maybe that's Benjamin. why we're so <laughs> chatty tonight. It's third shelf. Yeah, Chatty Cathy's. And it's 93 proof, so it's pretty strong. It's on the stronger end. There you go. It's good. <laughs> We laugh because it's true. It's good. No, it's, it's good. So anyway, that's Friday, Lord Nelson. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Cedric Bernstein. No. Not Bernstein. 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 We got. We went through all that. <laughs> we were talking about that before. That's why. That's I said my that. accountant, Cedric Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> He's not playing here tonight. No. Nope. Well, well we we were supposed to have comedy. We were building up the that. comedy. Oh, we really yeah. It was supposed to happen on Thursday. Irma. But Irma screwed Irma. everything up, screwed routing up. Wait, that was supposed to happen this, like, yeah, correct. like tomorrow. tomorrow would have yeah. would have been comedy. So we, we, we punted it to next month. We were going to do a monthly tour anyway with these, yeah. with this with this group of comics. We're just so pushing it back one month. We're pushing just... it back one month. Um, October twelfth is the is the next um, time for that. So look for October twelfth. Waiting for total confirmation, but I think everything is is pretty on the cool. up and up. <clears throat> All right, so that's this week. Um, next week, you wanna you wanna mention what's coming? Absolutely. Next week is gonna be kind of an interesting week. We've got Friday is a band Salute of Shoals, 
who is doing a free event for a reason, because they're doing a music video recording. So we want as many people to show up to hoot and holler during their music video. Pretty so simple. Are, is it a long set, or are they just like shooting two songs? and splitting? No, they're going to be playing a full set. Okay. I think the cameras will be rolling right. throughout the event. They're going to come in here quite early and do some... You know, some some still shots and some other things, some um, whatever they need to do for their so music is video. So, is is the roasting room available for this sort of stuff? Always, it is. Yeah. Yes, even in midweek, if people want to want to shoot a uh, video with their band, they yep. can rent out the room midweek. They, absolutely, and, and make it happen. They can but rent out the room. Saluda Shoals is they're also renting our engineer. Okay. Um. So they're they're renting stuff that we would normally um, that we would take care of based on a ticket sale. Right. So since we're not selling tickets and we're not doing anything like that, it's going to be on the band to provide that. But we have everything in-house for them to show up and just come in here. They're, they're bringing the cameras as well. We don't have any cameras yet. So at this point, we're just letting them rent the room out. They're going to roll their cameras, do all their post-production. Cool. It'll be interesting to watch people yeah. shoot, shoot a video, right? Didn't yeah. you shoot a video last week, Trevor? I did shoot a video uh, with some gentlemen on Hilton Head yeah. uh, doing rap music. It looked incredible. It looked really great. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I liked your I liked your approach. Yeah, you were on the back of a. I was on the back of a truck. Uh, they were talking uh, the songs about writing, writing for the island. Yeah. So these fellows were riding bicycles, and it was a fun time. Yeah, cool. It should be available here in the next week or two. Well, when it's available, we will link it in yeah, the show notes. Yeah, for a little bit of local local love local for some love. artists. Yeah, right. Totally. Anyway, so that's Friday. Friday is Saluda Shoals, free event. Show up, have a good time, hoot and holler, drink beer, enjoy it. And Saturday. Saturday is John Brannon. Who's John Brannon? John Brannon has a storied career. He's originally from this area. Um, grew up in Savannah. And then moved to Bluffton and now is in Charleston. So he is total local. In his heyday, in the 90s, he toured as a, as a trio of artists with, with Toby Keith, Shania Twain, and himself. Like, no kidding. They all three toured on the same national circuit. You know, just Toby Keith and Shania Twain. Fantastic. That's a yeah, big, I think it's kind of a big deal. Especially in the '90s, that was a huge deal. It was yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. So, yeah. especially for John, Shania has some country. Uh, yes, he's a country singer-songwriter, okay. and his his songwriting has been spread all over the place. He has written for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet if he's that hooked in in Nashville, I'm he sure. is yeah. totally hooked in. Um, if you go to his website, you will see all of the list of people that have that he has written for. It's very long. <laughs> And it's a who's who of country artists from the 90s, 2000s. Yeah, he's a so very he's prolific be, So songwriter. he will probably be performing songs that are familiar to the audience, but yes. they'll be surprised to hear that they're his songs. Right. Well, you might be surprised to hear that John oh, Brannon has written a song called Somebody, which was on an Eagles album. I don't know that song. Even wrote for the Eagles. But I've heard of the Eagles. From the al- Eagles album, Long Road Out of Eden. Wow. That's strong. That's pretty they big they, deal. Uh, they yeah. took one of with, his songs. With the Eagles, like you're writing, that's a strong. It's pretty good. It's a pretty yeah. strong yeah. endorsement. Yeah. yeah. Well, any other hits that we would know? Uh, just looking at. Um, he has uh, something like seven albums of his own music, mm-hmm. but then he also has songs <laughs> recorded by the Eagles, Reba McIntyre, Tom Jones, uh, Richie Havens, and many others. 
Wow. So he's he's a songwriter, a songwriter, songwriter. I'm I'm sure it will be an, an amazing evening of. Music. I'm sure the stories that he. I mean, when you yes. write songs for these people, you get to know them a little bit. I'm sure Definitely. he's going to have a whole bunch of good stories. Yeah, and he's local, so he's going to have a good local people. People would will have known who he is, and will come out just based on the fact that he has not played in this area. For a very long time, he's cool. been in Charleston for a long time. And well, not, not only that, but he—I mean—he tours nationally. Within the course of a couple of weeks, he's in New York City, Washington D.C., and Nashville. So he—the man gets around. He's—he's he's yeah. not just like a, a local yokel. Yeah, and it's hard for a, a guy like this prior to the roasting room to have a place to play. Yeah, where would I mean, you're play? not going to go to Wild Wings. You're not going right, to go to sure. Tiki Hut. You right. got—you got to go to a listening room to right. play those those kind of songs and be understood in that in that way. Fun. Yeah. So John Brandon's coming in Saturday, September 23rd, to be specific. That's important. Thank you. Joe Robinson's coming up in two weeks, Dang. September 30th. He's starting to sell, and that Australian guitarist is really something. Is this the guy that you mentioned during that Hannah interview? And you didn't even realize it. Dude, Joe Robinson is... I, 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 if I could pick one show to see at Rose Room this entire year... It's Joe Robinson. There's no question. He, he's going to melt people's faces. Yeah. The 30th? Yeah. Seriously. If it's you really something. You need to have that on your calendar. Everybody it's, does. Yeah. It's a great one. All 75 people need to have that on their calendar. Well, it's 75 very lucky people because I think yeah. that it's, it's, a, it's a big deal to see him. High praise from Mr. Cowart. Yeah. Absolutely. Super high the praise. The technical guru. Yeah. Super high praise. Yeah. He's great. And he sings like a bird. He's just yeah, he's got, got a great all, voice. Man. He's yeah. got it all. So that will be a show not to be missed, September 30th. And then really, I mean, our October is just, we are swinging for the fences here at Roasting Room. Would you say it's Rocktober? <clears throat> I would go as far to say that is Rocktober. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, man, because we've got, we've got our Blues 411 concert series is in full gear in October with John Primer, and we've got Harper and Midwest Kind coming from, uh, they're coming from Australia too. We got two Australian bands coming Weird. in. Yeah. It's Crocktober. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hey, oh. <laughs> We've got Bruce Katz coming in from Allman Brothers Band. Fantastic. He's coming on the 20th. He was, he was with Greg Allman for eight years as his key player and sat right next to him as Greg was playing organ. On the twentieth. So yeah, we've just we've got so much going on. It's a great time to be in Bluffton. Totally. What are we listening to tonight, Trevor? Well, the song. Uh, I'm not sure what song we're listening. Because we were talking to. about duos, and we, with the difference between a duo and a two piece. Now, is this band a duo or a two piece? I believe it's a two piece. Like I think there's literally two pieces. There's which a, the criteria like, like, is guitar, one of the person drummer. is singing. The other person, if he does sing, is a harmony only. Yeah. I feel like I've. Taken the uh, taken the aux cord several times lately, so I apologize for being nope, selfish. No, good. no, you were in, you were out of town for a couple of weeks there. That's true. So, so we're, we're take we're, that aux cord. Take that aux cord. Go uh, the band is called Royal Blood. Mm-hmm. I heard I actually heard this several years ago. I mean, it's it's not the most mind blowing thing in the world, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's like cool, gritty, awesome. But we just were talking about two pieces, and this is one of the names that came up. So we'll we'll rock on this on the way out of the roasting room podcast. Sounds good. Hey. Thank you for listening to the Roasting Room Soundboard. I am Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. They call me Trevor Harden. Roll it. There's nothing left inside.